Today's scripture lesson comes to us from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, verses 24 through 37. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have, been, have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves his home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all. Keep awake. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I remember a family circus cartoon that came out about this time several years ago. I don't remember all the details, but it entailed Billy looking at a calendar and saying something to the effect of, I know Christmas is coming because the days are getting longer. Now we all know that in reality, the daylight hours actually get shorter this time of year. However much to poor Billy's chagrin, the anticipation made even the few hours of daylight seem like an eternity. The excitement of what Christmas morning would bring was almost too much for the eternal seven-year-old to bear. He knew that day would be a reward for the month or more of constantly being told to be good because Santa Claus is watching, and he only brings toys to good boys and girls. Billy hoped that his effort to be nice to his siblings and to help around the house would pay off with something fabulous under the Christmas tree. Although not necessarily driven by anticipation of Christmas, life is much like Billy's experience. It is a lot of waiting that often seems as if time is standing still. Life, however, does not stand still. 
In all that waiting, there is a lot required of us with the hope that the desired outcome will be fabulous. Think about the things we anticipate, the milestones of life, the graduations, marriages, babies, and retirements, to name a few. None of them just happen. Graduation requires 12 or more years of school, homework, and dreaded tests. Marriages require dating and commitments, proposals, and finally plans for the perfect dresses and the best ceremonies and the most festive receptions. Babies mean equipping a nursery, stocking diapers, clothes, and bottles, and finding babysitters and pediatricians. Even retirement requires years of work, planning, and saving before one can feasibly approach a day when one can officially call in and say, I'm retired and I'm loving it. As in life, this first Sunday in Advent finds us waiting, preparing, and hoping. We wait for the arrival of a holy baby, but we cannot just wait. The birth means nothing unless we also prepare ourselves to receive God's gift of Jesus. Even as we prepare our homes and our churches with the festive decorations of the season, we also prepare our, heart, our ears to hear the good news of the promised Savior and our hearts to receive the hope of peace on earth among those who God favors. However, as we prepare for the wonder that was brought into this world over 2,000 years ago by a birth in a lowly stable, we cannot forget that we are at the same time waiting for Jesus to appear in a different way. It is an appearance for which we do not know the day or the hour, but nonetheless, it is an appearance for which we must be prepared. Jesus has promised us that one day he will be coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Until then, we must wait for his coming. Like Billy Keane, our seven-year-old of family circus fame, our waiting entails action. Billy had to be nice to Dolly, Jeffy, and PJ. He had to clean his room, help mom with the dishes, and hang the stockings by the chimney with care. Our waiting requires watchful anticipation. It requires us to keep alert and awake so we can watch for the signs of Jesus' return. It requires us to keep vigil during earthquakes and cosmic catastrophes, and discern between false messiahs and the Son of God. Before we can see the glory of the return of the Son of Man, we must pay attention to when the branch of the fig tree becomes tender in preparation for summer, and be ready when the Master comes in the dark of night. Our waiting, our advent, is born of a promise for peace and for hope for all mankind. But the promise to this day is not fulfilled.
One day, a day not of our choosing, he will come again to gather his own and to fulfill his promise. This is our hope. It is what we have been waiting for. But getting there is not easy. It means living each day as if Jesus is returning tonight. Brothers and sisters, this often requires us to get uncomfortable. It requires us to examine our hearts and souls and cull the cancers we find there which keep us from a life lived in relationship with Jesus. It requires letting God have the most intimate parts of ourselves, whether we think they are good or bad or ugly. It requires opening ourselves up to being vulnerable and accepting the healing, forgiveness, and grace that he is so freely offering to us. The arrival of an infant Jesus changed everything that first Christmas night. This arrival ushered in a new era for the people of God. It was the beginning of the fulfillment of a promise of a mighty Savior, a king who would rescue God's people from their enemies, provide salvation and forgiveness and light in the darkness. Yet the promise did not play out as God's people expected. Instead of a royal king or a mighty warrior, they got a wandering teacher. Instead of someone who would conquer the world and drive the Romans out of Jerusalem, they got a heretic who told them to love their enemies and turn the other cheek. Instead of light, they encountered a dark world of occupation, war, and destruction. Oftentimes, it seems as if the world is still like the one that God's people encountered all those years ago. However, there is good news this Advent season. As we wait in hopeful anticipation, we realize that our Savior has already come. The birth of the infant Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection have shown us that the chaos of this world is not the end. Already, Jesus has established the means through which we are drawn into a relationship with God. But we are waiting as we do not live yet in complete communion with him. Already the reign and realm of God is evident, but we are waiting for them to be fully established. And so in this season of Advent, we wait and we prepare and we hope. We wait for the day we celebrate the infant who has already come, while at the same time waiting for the coming of the risen Messiah. We know not the day or the hour, but we can prepare anyway. We can keep awake and alert in the darkest hours of the night and at the first blush of dawn. Jesus, the one who has already come, has provided us with the example for a life lived abundantly, a life of action that requires hope, waiting, and watching. Friends, this Advent season is a time of getting ready for the celebration of Christmas. 
It is a time of getting ready for the Christ child and the risen Christ. As we wait and hope and prepare, I think it is appropriate to buy into the Billy philosophy. Our days, the days until we see Jesus again, are getting shorter. If we are nice to our brothers and sisters and help out around the house, if we serve those who Jesus loved and do the work of God's house, not because we need to, but because it is the natural outflowing of God's grace and glory, we will be rewarded. Jesus is coming. He's coming to us as a baby this Christmas season, and he is coming as a risen Savior to claim his own. We will be gathered from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven by the one who was and is and is to come. We will live in the promised realm of God, and it will be fabulous. Amen and amen.